of the Film Bastards podcast. My name's Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody! Becky Foster, hello everyone! Hello, one and all. Uh, Coming up on this week's show, it's time for... um, Well, I was going to say one of our most anticipated films of the year, but Becky didn't see it, so... (laughs) um, But... yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a look at Fast and Furious colon Hobbs and Shaw, and uh, we've also got the latest uh, patron review, which is uh, Drive. Uh, Rick J Kid, I believe, um, getting his pick picked out of the the random draw again. I think it's like his third one. <laughs> yeah, it's good going, and it is honestly it is honestly random. It's literally just getting Noel to pick a number. And it just happens. So we'll be talking about the Mark Dacascos starring Drive, even though Amazon don't seem to think it stars Mark Dacascos, because if you pause it on Amazon Prime, it comes up with X-ray trivia for the Ryan Gosling Drive. <laughs> well done, Amazon. Um, so we'll also uh, I, I'm sure there'll be tangents. I, I, I think there's I think there's quite a few trailers and whatnot. But um, yeah, um, uh, any Anything been happening movie world wise this week, guys? I think it's been a fairly quiet news week, hasn't it? There's nothing that seems to stand out in my my mind brain. Bruce Lee's family are very upset with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, which we can't really talk about until we've seen the film. No. Uh, But they are. But then again, Bruce Lee's family are often angry with a lot of things. Are they? Yeah. Is it like a whole thing? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Okay. They are very protective of their brand. I mean, I, it, uh, yeah, because I mean, Terry Crews even tweeted yesterday and he's not happy about it, which is interesting. I think obviously we'll need to see it. But the fact that they've kind of made Bruce Lee a figure of fun is, I don't know, it's odd. But then again, I've been spoiled on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And um, yeah, that's. There's some stuff with that film that sounds interesting. Well, what's and weird we'll talk is, about it. is there was a a different trailer in front of it when I went to see Hobbs and Shaw today. There was a different oh, yeah. trailer um, for Once Upon a Time in America that I hadn't seen before. Hollywood. Oh, I was talking about Hollywood, sorry, yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen before, and I was a little bit like, all right, this is giving away, this is giving away stuff. More than others did, and so that was a little bit. I all right, not. I, I kind of want to stop watching this now, but I couldn't because it was literally in front of me. Did you close your eyes and stick your fingers in your ears and say la la la? No, I didn't. He did it in a sing-songy way though. He was like la 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 <laughs> la 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 la. I'm just gonna turn my brain off for a minute. Could have done your alternative Buffy theme. Yeah. Do you think my alternative Buffy there's a story behind that. We keep referring to Mark's alternative Buffy thing. Have we ever actually told you why? No. Okay, so Mark <laughs> got bored of the Buffy theme um, when I was watching it all the time when it was back on TV and used to mute the theme tune and do that over the top of it and just go... So, yeah, that's that's what that is. It's like I used to try and convince people that Schindler's List started with the opening theme music from Predator. <laughs> well, okay. Like I'd literally say to people, like, 
You ever seen Schindler's List? And they'd be like, no, no. It's, like, oh, it's got the weirdest fucking opening music you'd ever, ever like hear in a film. Oh, yeah, what is it? I'd be like, and every now and then you get someone saying that's the music from predator they'd be like oh you fucking yeah all right you got me i i I convinced one or two people in my time yeah (laughs) good work yeah it's quite impressive it's uh, it's also like um a friend of mine Stuart, and i used to have a little bit that we do where uh, Stuart would start talking about how i've got an amazing singing voice and like i'd be like Oh, no, I really don't. He's like, Ian, you should, you should, you should do one of your songs. Like, honestly, he's really good. And then people would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, go on then. I'd be like, all right, all right, fine. Hello, my name is Britney Spears. It is toxic. And then I try and do. I can't do that voice for a much, uh, much amount of time anymore. But then I used to try and sing toxic with that voice. <laughs> oh, do <dear> me. <laughs> Like we just used to think it was the fucking funniest shit. Like I think it was like I don't know. It was like the most I think that guy ever enjoyed me. Um, <laughs> Would you be ASMR eating party rings on air, Matt? I can't. I'm hungry. I need a party ring. Nice. I I cooked um, lamb chops with maple glaze with creamed spinach for tea tonight. Oh, sounds good. It did not take long but I put too much cream in it. And now Donna's got the same, but with salmon, she's just come in. And I'm kind of wondering whether she's going to comment on the amount of double cream. I have warned her. <laughs> Never had cream spinach. It's good. Like the, the, the recipe it's from a Joe Wicks book for low fat recipes. Yeah. Contains no low carb recipes because it contains double cream. So it wouldn't be low fat, but um, like quite a lot of double cream, but it's supposed to be creamed kale. But Donna was like, can we try it with spinach? Yeah, all right, and then fine. And it was fucking tasty. Nice. Mm, mm, that was good. Um, and it, what were we talking about? Um, Bruce Lee. Oh. How did we get on to cream you, spinach from Bruce Lee? It was about the only thing of news that we could think was that. Yeah. It's been a quiet week in news. I suppose no one's been cancelled this week yet. Mm. I just think. I think Quentin Tarantino continues to be... People are trying to cancel him and DiCaprio in a, like a double swoopage of cancellation, but it's not quite happening. Yeah. Walking on it, DiCaprio. DiCaprio's one seems to be a lot of people pointing out that his girlfriends are often young, under the age of twenty-five, and it's a little bit like, cool. Do you do you do you all remember Jack Nicholson? <laughs> I don't, it just the important question is it hurting anyone yeah that's yeah. it when they get to 26 <laughs> oh. oh. it's literally all, it, it, every other tweet is a DiCaprio's girlfriends are young girl comes to film twitter at the moment it's it's quite a, a repetitive place <laughs> yeah just, it's just a thing it's not a joke it's not like a you're not being witty for saying that DiCaprio's girlfriend's young. Yes. Well, well done. People, people try and come up with witty things for it. Okay. Right. Um, do you think DiCaprio got embarrassed when uh, his girlfriend couldn't get into the movie because it's rated R? It's like, she could because she was with him. It's just stuff like that. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's all a little bit like, I don't know, it just smacks a little bit of jealousy. Well, yeah, it absolutely rage. is, isn't it? You know, you've got yeah. 
this super famous, super rich guy that's just out there with a string of supermodels and Victoria's Secret models on his arm. You know, I did like I I did like the um, there was like a picture of him with his dad, and it was like a just somebody saying this is exactly what you would imagine the father of a man who uh, the father of someone called Leonardo DiCaprio looking like because he was like this counterculture author from the the 60s or the 70s yeah and he he, he looks fucking amazing like that is a look to pull off um I, I i shit let me see if i can where's my fucking phone dead air dead air <laughs> we have got dead air dicaprio father george dicaprio Yes, yes, mate. Look at that magnificent fucking son of a bitch. Yeah, he looks he... a little bit like he should be a vampire. Oh, have you found him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. He he looks like a slightly melted vampire. Fucking living the dream, though, isn't he? It's great. It's great. <laughs> What's that beard about? It's not a strong beard look, is it? No. Could, it just could do better. Yeah. You just imagine him saying like, "Oh yeah, my name's George DiCaprio," and people going like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's Leonardo, your son." And he's like, "Yep." And they're like, "Huh? huh oh. Really? Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that he, he takes his mum to premieres and stuff like that quite often, but doesn't take his dad very often. Mm. To be fair, those pictures of him—they look like they're at an auction and they're about to pull off a heist. Maybe they were. Maybe. So, trailers. Can't talk about Tenet, the Nolan one, because none of us have seen it yet, because it's not online yet. Nope. Um, People saying, oh, is it a stealth sequel to Inception? No, because if Nolan had made a sequel to Inception, they would be fucking singing that shit from the rooftops. No, it, it it's just Nolan doing his Nolan thing that he does. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully we'll talk about that next week, but who knows. Um, what the fuck have we got? So we've got 1917, the Sam Mendes first World War film, um, yeah. which contains um, Beryl Comtatchel and um, Colin Firth essentially playing the people that were born to play people in bunkers in the first world war because literally that is the first thing that jumps at your mind when i heard them talk uh it thing is sam mendes is making a first world war movie makes me go all right i'm interested in that it stars Beryl comsatchel and colin firth and it makes me go no kate now i'm not interested this just sounds a little no um, you watch the trailer and it it looks a little I don't know who's made the trailer but I think it's somebody who do you remember that do you remember the um, Henry Ross uh, the, the film 71 from a couple of years ago oh the Jan uh, the Jan film that's the one yeah and in the end of the trailer um, the it, it, it back and so the 71 made up the image was made up of the image in it mm. and that was in the trailer well, this entire trailer for 1917 is just that, but in reverse. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
it's it just looks boring as fuck. It does look even quite boring. The trailer. No, I you went to put some stuff in the dishwasher. You did, yeah. Um, I'm interested by the idea of it, but the trailer does look a little bit like it looks a little bit like when right wing politicians shout, "Oh, spirit of 1918 and spirit of 1938" at people. Mm. I, mean, I agree. I agree with that. I don't think we see many World War One movies. We don't see enough World War One movies now, which I'm interested in. And Mendes. He's going to do some fucking flary shit with this, which I think the trailer is already showing. I mean, um, I was listening to IndieWire's uh, podcast last week and Anne Thompson, like really like long term film critic, like knows shit. And she was saying that she like there's speculation that this might be like a seemingly one take film. And it's like it's more for shit like that. And the kind of stuff that Mendes could look to pull off, because obviously he did that long uh, Dunkirk so- shot in Atonement. And it, I, oh no, that was Joe Wright. Oh yeah, this is Joe Wright. I keep on saying Sam Mendes. No, hang on, what is this? This is Sam Mendes, not Joe Wright. Yeah. Why the fuck? Because Joe Wright did Atonement. That's why I've got Joe Wright in my and head. Joe Wright did Churchill. And he did fucking Darkest Hour. Right. Apart, like, wow, we. All right. Anyway. Mendes, so he didn't direct Atonement. Yeah. Thank you for confirming that. I think he's going to do some flary shit here, and it's been a while since he. It was his last one, Spectre. It was his last one, yeah. It's fucking. He's had an odd career, he has, because he's, he's not made as many films as you think he's made. No. Say that that what's it? Um, American Beauty's twenty years old now. Mm. Um. And. I mean, what's he? He did American Beauty. They did Road to Perdition, which I still think is a very underseen movie. Road to Perdition is a fucking banger of yeah. a film. That film is Jarhead. Jarhead's another one doesn't get the recognition it deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revolutionary Road. I, I always forgot about Away We Go. Away We Go is great. It's great I, I, I actually don't think I've seen that actually. It's really good. It's good cast, isn't it? It's a really, mm-hmm. it's a really solid cast. Is it Maya Rudolph and... Is it John Krasinski? It is Maya Rudolph and John Krasinski. Yeah, they also yeah. got um, Alice and Janney in there, Jeff Daniels, mm-hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I think I'd give that a go, actually. It's really good. Yeah, and then the, the two Bonds. Fuck you now. Yeah. Because he, he, he was involved in a like a theatre production of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for a bit, and I know that pulled him away. But I don't know. It's, it, I, it's good to see him back. He, he started off, you know, he, he made his, his bank directing theatre for like the like, Shakespeare Company and things like that. Mm. Uh, and he, he, he does sort of, in the same way as, for instance, Tom Ford sees writing and making a film as like a little a little holiday from his day job. Mendes has always said that about, what was it? About um, directing films rather than yeah. directing theatre. He said, that's, that's my job. Patrick Wilson, he does, says his job is, he, he does Broadway musicals as a job and he does films as, like, his fun time. Mm. Fair enough. Oh, 
that just that, reminded me of a, um, a bit of news that we, we kind of talked about in the Shutter Island commentary, but um, James Wan's new film, it's been confirmed it's not a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. It's an original idea, which he says is going to be full of practical effects. Yeah. Great. I mean, what a fucking career that guy's fucking having. Like, I love... There's not that many. I mean, like, maybe, like, Guillermo del Toro and Sam Raimi, to an extent, having the success that he is having in other genres, but coming back to horror. Like, I, I, like, I have so much respect for that. Like, James Wan could have just gone, yeah, all right, I'll take a year off, then do that Aquaman 2. But no, it's instead, I'm going to take two years to make this thing, which now I am from the director of Aquaman, yeah. I can get a bigger budget for, and then <laughs> I will do Aquaman 2. It's, 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 he's, basically, what I said, it's a big budget film. You know, it's it's not like, it's not like $100 million or anything like that, but for if it's like $60 million or something like that, you know, if you're giving that guy $60 million to do practical effects, you've got to look at what he's previously done with like $8 million. Oh, my word. I mean, the, the reason why... The reason why practical effects aren't used as much nowadays as they, they previously were has uh, has nothing to do with the fact that they don't look as good. Cost, not what is it? it? Not even it's not to do with cost. It's time. Mm. It's time. You, you need to have the time. For instance, um, from *Dust Till Dawn*, a lot of that was practical effects. Yeah, that'd have taken a long time to set that, up. That took it? a long time. Mm. Nowadays, the reason why why people don't care as much about Rob Rodriguez movies nowadays is because it, he will literally just do that CG, and it, it doesn't look as good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he, done anything recently? He did Elite Battle Angel, didn't he? Oh, was that him? Yeah. Um, he's always stupid hat. Yeah, probably. He's yeah. Well, I mean, to be to be fair, he made Rosa's Alisar get facial reconstruction surgery for those eyes. That's practical as fuck. <laughs> That's a very good point, yes. Direct <laughs> forty-eight things. I mean, yeah, a lot of those, if you look at them, are actually things. Okay. Um, but yeah, that 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 is that, that is quite interesting. I, I did like the idea of them doing a uh, what is it a new. Nightmare on Elm Street, but you know, a new original feature is is pretty cool. And see the next one that's coming out, Red Eleven, based on the research hospital where Robert Rodriguez sold his body to pay for El Mariachi. Red Eleven is the shirt colour and number he was assigned. And it's a horror movie. But I, it, will it actually get made? Robert Rodriguez does this a lot. <laughs> it's on IMDb, so, so? it be true. <laughs> is it in production or is it? It's. Well, it's finished. Yeah, it's that's got to get released. Yeah. Oh, he's just cast his mates again. No. It's Danny Trejo, in it? Doesn't appear so. Who have we got? Lay him on me. Who have we got? It's randomers. Like, real randomers. I don't recognise any of these people from anything. It's nice he's able to use that Alita heat. <laughs> You mean, you mean all, all, all the heat where literally James Cameron said to him, I know you've directed it and all that lot, but no, you can't do it for motions where people don't like you and everybody loves me. 
I just like seriously, I I was watching the chef show a couple weeks back. I think I said this on the the boy chat on the WhatsApp. I was watching the chef show and there's an episode of him like where um, uh, Roy Choi and John, John Favreau go to Robert Rodriguez's place and everything Robert Rodriguez is coming out with you. It just, you cut to Roy Choi and he looks like he wants to fucking kill himself right there. And then, <laughs> and like Rodriguez is talking about all this food stuff and it's like, he just wants to fucking step in and just go, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it, it's fucking like, Oh God. And then he, Robert Rodriguez gets John Favreau to like draw a picture in his big book that he makes people draw in when they're around his house. And it just, it's. You, you, and you know that that book is only there. So when he gets people around who aren't that famous or aren't famous at all, he can show them all the famous people that drew pictures in his book. Oh, oh. Yeah. I just, yeah. Like, one of the best things Quentin Tarantino ever did was seemingly professionally divorce himself from Robert Rodriguez. I swear to God. Well, they they they, they had a, a fallout, didn't they? Let's say. Wasn't it about a girl? It was about. Well, kind of. It was about Robert. It was about Tarantino allegedly. He's very good friends with Robert Rodriguez's wife, mm. and Robert. Oh. Wasn't exactly a gentleman. <laughs> was there? Yeah. Leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be better. Because, the, the, like, as much as Rodriguez likes to kind of, like, print the legend of, like, Rebel Without a Film crew, his wife did an awful lot to help bring him up as well mm. in terms of support and whatnot. And, you know, it, it may, I don't know, maybe if you read that book, he talks about her, but you wouldn't fucking get that sense from just watching interviews with him. Yeah. Like seriously, he just seems like the most fucking insufferable guy. If you own a, a Rodriguez movie, I would say up to Grindhouse, essentially, uh, on DVD. Now, and even if you've never looked at it, just go and have a look at the special features and have a look at how many are him talking about himself. Did he do one on... Um, oh, God, what the fuck was it called? That one that he wrote with... Um... Outside Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that fucking thing. He did like a cooking. It, the cooking thing was quite good, but he also did like a tour of his studio. He did a uh, a full thing where he basically plays all of the soundtrack because he recorded it all himself and scored it himself. And he plays like loads of songs from the soundtrack on guitar with the camera just in front of him. Literally, it, it's like watching a it, it's like watching Milhouse's dad if he had YouTube. <laughs> Oh, that's very good. Is Monsai in Mexico as shite as I remember it? I don't mind Monsai in Mexico. I think it's fine. It's not good, but it's fine. It's amusing. It's a film of its time. It's a movie that 2001 deserved. Yeah. It was made in 2003. Yeah, it was made in 2001 deserved. It's the start of Johnny Depp getting fat and ugly, wasn't it? No, not really. It was a lot after that, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Public Enemies was probably the last. I can, like, well, I don't know. How did he look in the Rum Diary? I can't even remember that. Like, it, he looked not too bad in it, but he looked alright in the Rum Diary. But that was kind of like an in betweeny phase, I think. Mm. 
Because you look like shit in like the tourist, don't you? Oh, the tourist. God fucking hell. There's a fucking film. Right. Good movie. Trailers? Uh, sorry, the trailer for the Gemini <laughs> Man. Uh, it still looks like shit. I'm intrigued by the Gemini Man, and I'm going to do everything I can to see it in the frame rate that Ang Lee wants me to. That's fine. It still looks ropey as fuck. <laughs> Um, oh, we rewatched the. I don't, we're not, we watched another trailer for the Goldfinch, didn't we? Yeah, it's, it's better. This this trailer's better. I, I mean, it still looks boring. Really boring. Less boring than that fucking Benedict Cumberbatch movie. Fair play. I haven't seen the new Goldfinch trailer. It's it's better. It's better, but like. Did we talk about the Irishman? No, we're not. We're going to talk about it now. Oh. So there you go. No, I don't want to introduce it. It feels like it's like got be like Jen on the IT crowd when she's got the internet. I'd be like, um, yeah, the Irishman. Um, we we did speak about it, but we spoke about it on the the episode that we lost. Um, I, I, I'm very much up for it. I think it's it, it's awesome that we're getting a a new Scorsese movie, and it's only in a few months, and it's got Robert De Niro in it. It's got Al Pacino working with Scorsese for the first time. It's got Joe Pesci back on our screens. You know, it, it, it's it's a really interesting cast. It's a really interesting story. And it, it's it's going to be nice to see if Scorsese's managed to to do what he wants to do with it. It's like they've all got old enough to play, like, in the films that they were in, the like gangster movies when they were younger, the, the ones that would be played by, like, your Paul Sorvino kind of people. They've all got old enough to do those roles now, so they're all coming back from the shite fucking meet the fuckers crap. I mean, you could go away from De Niro, Pesci, and Keitel. You've got Anna Paquin in there, Stephen Graham, Jesse Plemons, uh, Bobby Carnival's in there. Batman Lehman. Jack Houston, Ray Romano. Harry say Anna Paquin, she's not exactly a selling point, is she? No, but I thought I think I'd get accused of just made mention a lot of dudes' names, and I didn't. You know, there's this. It's a. I'm just very much looking forward to it. Have you passed anyone in a decent in a female role, or is it on full score, Susie? Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fair, it's a criticism that's probably going to be coming in three months' time. Yeah. Um. Even though it was announced today that it's closing London Film Festival and they are doing simultaneous screenings around the country, mm. which is a very wise move for LFF because last year the film that they did for their first simultaneous screenings was Mark, uh, Mike Lee's Port- Peterloo, yes. which is, yeah, brilliant. Thank, thank you, LFF. Um, so, yeah, simultaneous screenings. This is going to be interesting because... I don't think any of the major chains are going to be doing it because it's a Netflix film. Um, so you're probably going to have to go to an indie. But I imagine you guys will be within drivable distance so you can actually see it on the big screen. Yeah. I'm assuming chapter in Cardiff. I'm putting them on notice right now. They better be fucking having one of these fucking screenings. They fucking better be. God damn it. Um, because I swear nowhere in Wales ever gets any of this shit 
like it, it once upon a time in hollywood tangent once upon a time in hollywood list of all these fucking cinemas showing it in 35 millimeter which is fucking mind-blowing to me that that is now a selling point see it in a format that you used to see everything in 10 years ago but that's where we are now um it's playing like five cinemas in london according to brad free within walking distance of each other and then a bunch of cinemas in random places one in scotland i think one in ireland there's more in scotland three in scotland three in scotland three in scotland none in, in wales uh, and I believe I, I, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna need to get the list up here because it, it, this there's there's bits of this that really fucking irked me as well. So I'm gonna have to get the list up here. Give me two seconds. Uh, da, 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 da. Right, it is playing one, two, three, four, five, six in London. It is playing one, two, three, four in Scotland. Um. It's also playing Brighton and Cambridge, which I know aren't London, but they ain't fucking far, are they, from being London? Um, uh, playing two in Ireland, and it's also playing Manchester, Newcastle, and Sheffield. So it's not playing anywhere in Birmingham. So essentially, from Cambridge up to Edinburgh... It's playing in Manchester, Newcastle and Sheffield. Yet it's got six in London and then three in the surrounding areas. It's meant... It it just... And I know I keep on banging this drum, but the watershed in Bristol, it must be a logistical thing about a 35 millimeter projector. And yes, I know a lot of these places won't have a 35 mil projector anymore. Right. I just, if the watershed or if chapter in Cardiff or Aberystwyth art center, for fuck's sake, hired a 35 millimeter projector for two, three weeks the evening showings of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they would fucking sell out every day. Well, that's it. I mean, I, I, I was surprised when I didn't see York on that because I know that City Screen Quite. has 35mm projector and it has a 70mm projector. Mm. Um, so what the fuck's that about? Yeah. What, what, what chain is it? It's Picture House. Okay, which is Cineworld. Yeah. Right, okay, so that's probably why. Yeah. But of course, as everyone always say, pitch houses are run completely independent of. Fucking <laughs> course they are. Yeah, cost them. They don't ever, you know, tell them they have to show certain films at certain times. Not allowed to show certain films. I mean, they don't do that. Absolutely, do not do that. No, no, I'm sure they show all the latest artificial eye releases that yeah. Cineworld don't. Yeah. 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 I don't. Know, I don't know. Uh, you know. I don't know why we're being fucking funny about that. Picture House obviously don't show them because Cineworld are their fucking parent company. It's like, so Picture House, Duke of York won't be getting the fucking Irishman. Nope. Like, it, uh, it, I just, uh, like, there is fuck all film culture in Wales as it is. I'm surprised about Bristol and. Yeah, because Bristol's usually what you see on these things. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's 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 a very it's a very culture heavy place. You know, yeah. musically and you know, film's got a bit and art's got a big thing there. It, it, it's the sort of place that you would that you usually on these lists. Bristol is, is usually something that, that's very much on that. Yeah. It's, and, and I mean, the watershed is fucking fantastic. Apart from the one time that I went to see the White Ribbon there, the Haneke film, and the subtitles just did not appear for the last 10 minutes of the film. Oh. Yeah, which was great. Um, and someone tried to tell us that it was an artistic decision. <laughs> no. And I literally read, because I had, because this was me at that time, I had a copy of Sight and Sound in my bag, and I read out the fucking synopsis as to what happened at the end of the film from my sight and sound for about 20 people (laughs) and the thing is it was a saturday it came out on the friday and apparently no one had fucking questioned this up to that point and it was like literally the subtitle was conked out halfway through a fucking conversation at the end of the white ribbon that's people just not wanting to seem impolite or seem stupid for not knowing that it was supposed to do that. Not supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, Projection standards were better when I was a fucking projectionist, except I, I think I, White I, Ribbon was out when I was a projectionist. Yeah. Um, trailer. The Hunt. You can talk about this one better because you may watch the trailer for this. Wow, you actually made me watch the trailer for it. Oh god, this is the one where they hunt, like drop people somewhere where they don't know where they are and then hunt them. Yeah. 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 Do you know what? Do you know what we're gonna watch instead, Bex? Go on. Surviving the game. That is that basically the same premise. It's the same premise, but it's Ice T is being hunted by <laughs> Rudger Hoyer, Charles S. Dutton, Gary Busey, and F. Murray Abraham. Well, that, that sounds much better. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's yeah, a, this doesn't look like a strong film from the trailer. It looks like it? crap, Becky. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it, it looks like. Yeah. It looks like the projectionist should not play that. They should play surviving the game instead because it will guarantee be a better film. <laughs> is, isn't that the film where Ice T like get gets told by someone, "Don't get so excited," and he says, "Excited? I'm so excited! I just came in my fucking pants." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is the film. We did that. Yeah, it's the film where I still think that Gary Busey thought they were actually hunting Ice T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, he's not playing a character. No. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm going to watch that this week. Yeah, <laughs> we, a, we need to watch that other film that I want to watch after watching Drive. Never remember the name. Only the Strong. Oh yes, yeah. We need to watch that as well. Cool. Some quality midnight he's watching. Some 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 special Mark DeCascos fight <laughs> yeah. dancing. Yep. <laughs> some heavy rotation Mark Reynolds there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> God, the nineties VHS was a beautiful time. Yeah. Uh, that's it for trailers from us, I think. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna get a couple of drinks and just say hello to the girls real quick, and then we'll get on to Hobbs and Shaw. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I rented, I rented Spy Game a lot. Yeah. I also rented uh, on the Strong quite a lot. One of those. There was, there was other ones. I rented a lot as well. 
I don't know where he dodged you and now people are listening and I think it was porn. I actually yeah, couldn't read porn from that final play. From Blockbuster. I thought, I, uh, got a Blockbuster. Oh no, was it Take One? Take One video, yeah. Take One video. And then they got Take One. Take One is where the um, cancer research charity shop is now. What's the one was the one in Hacks? What was the one in Hacks? Or was it Choices? Choice video, that was a chain one. Was it? Yeah. That's it, one was Huntington. The one there, then it got a pizza place and it's not the cob, take one pizza. Nice. So you could start your whole Saturday evening. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. You saw it because it's chippy, didn't you? No, that was, that was um, Saturday nights for when I was watching Match of the Day. Oh, yes, of course. That was different. Got on your bike, didn't you? Not the chippy, now you have to walk the chippy. We just go on bike to um, take one. To take one. Yeah. Get a couple of videos. There are different tiers of rental as well. Yeah. Different prices. What's there? Yep. And if you rented two, you got a third free. Excellent. Yep. It had to be from the lowest tier. Oh. But you'd always have to get from whichever fucking tier. Thanks, you were right. Yes, I went pretty much every like Saturday. Yeah. What, I've got three videos? Yeah. Did you watch Master Match for there? Yeah. With your chip, fish and chips? Yeah. Right, you finished your fish and chips by then? Have you finished your chips by then? Yeah, did you get yourself cinema snacks? Uh, I, I used to occasionally have an, a, a couple of apples chopped up. Fucking <laughs> apples? Yeah. Oh, weirdo. Oh, I'm going to have these really greasy fish and chips, but then I don't want the sweets, I want an apple. Yeah. Nice yeah. balancer. Yeah. yeah. Palette cleanser. Nice palette cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. Not wrong with that. Good. They're watching Ice Tea, getting chased by Gary Busey. Yeah. That's the an apple. Your knife apple it. I was that. I was that. I was that dangerous. There, I chopped it. I ain't fucking knife eat it. Whoa. <laughs> knife apple's the best kind of apple. A knife apple is a strong look. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, less, it, 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 it's just a bit weird though. If no one's there to see it. <laughs> I mean, not really. I mean, it is a little bit. It's more weird. That, but that's the whole thing of the knife apple. No, it just makes it taste better if you knife apple. No, it, it's an effect thing, knife apple. Oh, I've got it a knife now and I'm a knife apple. And you can have a knife apple now if you want a knife apple, yeah. It'd be a bit crunchy, but yeah. It's a strong thing. You've got to think, you've got to think Bruce Willis in Last Man Standing. Yeah. Yeah, he goes full knife apple in that. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he's menacing people. And what essentially is a remake of um, This Blood Dollars, which essentially is a remake of Eugene <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. You'll have to show me it. Good film, actually. What the hell? Where is it? Yeah. What the hell? It's up unsurprisingly doing a Western. <laughs> yeah. A man who just says that all of his films are Westerns, essentially. Oh, I really want a knife up in there. We'll go get, we've got apples there. Go get a knife apple. It's too crunchy. Well, we're going to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. I might knife up while you're doing that. Yeah, you can knife up while we're talking about Hobbs and Shaw. I feel left out. What? I'm going to feel left out. You didn't... You didn't see it? I didn't really want to, but shh, that's what I Sorry, what was that? What was that you were talking about? Oh, there we go. What? Last month. I didn't. Watch that as well. Can I write? What is it? Oh, I could come with. Can I write Midnight is VHS? Strong. And what was the other one? Uh, Surviving the game. Surviving the game. I think we should do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All films that I rented during the halcyon days of the Midnight is. That could be the theme. A theme week. A theme week. Yeah, and watch Mark's 90 rentals and <laughs> fish and chips. We could do it from what is it for the patrons. Good, we're not watching this match of the fucking day. Mark's 90 rentals. 
not watching much of the day. Oh. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Every Sunday night, a different map. Night East Bowl went off. We'll see if they hold up. What do you mean, see if they hold up? Of course they hold up. Played impeccable taste back then. Don't yeah, they? back then. Oh. No 27 dresses bullshit blah, blah. for you. For, for I have actually seen that. 27 dresses. Show you up. I haven't. You've seen pretty much every costume. Is that Jennifer Garner? No, it's Nigel. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. It's going for it, I have you not? That's actually quite fun. Uh, no interest. The start of Jennifer Garner doesn't look like she was 30, she looks like she was 50. Oh. Not like because she looks bad, but just because she looks, she looks too wise. She's badly styled in it as well. Yeah, she does. She looks, she looks like a Republican. She is. No, she's not. She won't be. She's rich. Yeah, I know, but she's also rich and liberal. We should probably vote Republican, but doesn't ascribe to any of their policies. Well, would you vote it? Uh, to get tax break. Oh, okay. <laughs> like many of the goddamn Hollywood elite. Fucking hypocrites. Yeah. The castingest version of all my characters with no evidence, aren't we? Uh, that's, that's literally what been a film fan is. We're not. We can't do aspersions on their political bent, are we? Well, Fucking. they should, should give me some money then, shouldn't they, dickheads? They should. I mean, they probably should. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I threaten them a little bit. You pay their damn wages. <laughs> I, I do, but I haven't seen 30 grand of 30. No, so. you haven't. No. You have seen Peppermint, though. I have seen Peppermint, yes. Which I, I think they're probably part of a select group of people that can say that. I don't think it was. Not a lot of people saw Peppermint. Received, no. Not a lot of people seem to have logged it, and it's available for free in many countries now. Yeah. I, I, I do like Jennifer Garner, but Peppermint was not very good. No. It was a good idea. Yeah. But it just didn't make sense. No, it didn't. No. It was too. It just it just skims over everything. Yeah. There's no motivations or anything. It is. It's like she's in that truck and like crime just goes down all around the vicinity of that truck. But it's like she parked it there like a week ago. How <laughs> 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 she built up that fucking reputation a week? She's not the candy man. I mean, maybe. We just call peppermint. So. You candy. Yeah. Are you? I mean, maybe it sounds slightly dodgy. Peppermint's a little bit of a. I mean, stripping the name and gives out handy jays for extra. What has she been in? She was in Catch Me If You Can. Oh, I don't remember that film at all. It's actually, I, I actually want to rewatch that again because I, I remember actually really quite enjoying it. Well, we'll watch it then. Well, we, we will. It's not the 90s, it's not it like that rental. No, it's not that rental. Yeah. Yeah. We can maybe get up to that and call it a Mark DVD purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's been in a lot of shite. Yeah. She's been fucking Electra. Oh, God, yeah, Electra. Yeah, that was not a good idea. Yeah, it was. I mean, looking for little gems is, is more like hard. Is it? Yeah. Dude, where's my car? Five. God, she was in Dude, where's my car? Who else was in Dude, where's my car? Who was in there? Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I was. Like we 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 filled like fucking pros. Oh nice. Yeah, uh, okay. there was a lot of um, sliced apple chat. Knife apple. Knife apple. Uh, right. the girl was the one. Oh no, no, no. 
Okay, I'm just. Right, if I sound any different, I've just um, the one USB port on this fucking MacBook. I've just had to take my proper mic out so I can charge it. So um, hopefully that won't be too long, but apologies if the audio sounds different for listeners. And you guys. Well, I suppose you're listeners. I mean, you're listening to me. It doesn't sound that different, no. Okay, that's really reassuring considering the amount that that might cost me. So that's nice. It does sound a little bit like you're underwater. It does. It does. I'm only joking. <laughs> it's a bit dick. <laughs> does it really sound the same? It's a, it's a, it's a bit fluffier is the only way I can describe it. Fluffier? Yeah. You explain I, what I mean. I actually do see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it is a little bit. It's not as crisp. Yeah, not as crisp. Fluffier. Oh, okay. All right. Well, at least it gives some sort of justification to the um the mic then okay so while my laptop's charging oh pardon me sorry my word uh now or never i'm more of a now type of guy on my three sure one two three no one tells me what to do Hobson Shaw, Fast and Furious colon Hobson Shaw, I should say, which I think for once is actually named the same in every single territory. Because, you know, like the fate of the Furious is called Furious 8 in some. No, hang on. It's called Fast and Furious 8 here. But in the US, it's called the fate of the Furious. Mm. I think in some places it's just called Hobson Shaw. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it is. In, in some places it's just called Hobson Shaw. They need to. They just need to be consistent. I mean, to be fair, the only reason why they didn't call Fast and Furious Eight F Eight or Fate is because they know they would have had to pay me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> which, which Vin, not call that. No, nah, Vin, mate. Seriously, you're a producer. Don't blame Universal. You're a producer. Yeah, you. You always at least a thanks in the credits. In even though to be fair producer involvement might might be to varying degrees considering that both the rock and jason statham are credited producers on hobson shaw and it's obvious who had more of a say in the fucking construction of the story of this film or or who cared more (laughs) maybe it is just maybe it is just that i i i I think it, it very much is that which we'll get which we will get into yeah, no, I think you're right. So it's directed by David Leach and stars uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Statham, the miraculous Vanessa Kirby, um, Idris Elba, um, Helen Mirren, um, all spoilers all the time. Ryan Reynolds in a surprisingly big role. Um, yeah. Like, you- like, literally, like, it, he was supposed to do one scene and they went, no, we need to do more. <laughs> And he was just like, yeah, I'll hang around for a bit more. Yeah, why not? You know, yeah. um, Kevin Hart, 
um, who is is there probably about the amount of time you expect him to be. Yeah. Um, and others. Um, so, Hobson Shaw. What's the story? There's a virus that oh Eddie Marzan's in it as well. You can't forget Eddie Marzan and his flamethrower. Um, <laughs> what a wonder! What what a wonderful moment of 2019 cinema that was. Um, so Hobson Shaw. There's a super virus. It's programmable, apparently. Idris Elba wants to get it, but he can't because Vanessa Kirby's got it in her. And if she doesn't get it out of her in 72 hours, she will become contagious. So Vanessa Kirby is a much better Tandy Newton. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a much better Tom Cruise. And Jason Statham is a much better Tom Cruise's motorbike. And that is Hobbs and Shaw. Mark, what do you think? It's a very entertaining movie, is what I will say. Um, it's you very quickly. I think because it's been a couple of years since we've had a Fast and Furious movie. And in between that, we've had uh, a Mission Impossible movie which these two kind of seem to they never you never get a mission impossible and a fast and furious movie come out in the same year they're always going to leapfrog each other and go like that and it kind of makes sense because they deal in a very sort of similar playground but what you do realize very quickly uh within the fast and furious one is that if it is a playground that the fast and furious ones are the kindergarten playground and the mission impossible movies are the middle school playground (laughs) or high school playground there's definitely that um it's very very silly i mean it's very 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 silly but it's a fast and furious movie and it is it also it, it lays on the comedy a lot it gets by on the fact that the action is good and that you've got three to four charismatic leads in it. Um, I like to think that Vanessa Kirby, that her role was smaller and then just kept becoming bigger (laughs) as the film went on because they went, she's just fucking great. And I don't think it was like the, the directors that were doing that. It was literally everybody's going, she's great. But then again, in saying that, the kind of reimagining of this series, so post Fast and Furious rather than the Fast and the Furious, mm. um, I can see why the Samoa section bothered some people, which we'll get into once we get more into it. Uh, but it didn't bother me because I could see why it was there by that point and the ridiculousness of it all was always like, hang on a minute, if you're thinking that that's ridiculous, can I just just tell you what's happened for the past 110 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then you can explain to me why this just goes too much into the realms of fantasy, because literally, Idris Elba plays somebody who was dead, but is now a bionic kind of like Robocop guy. But he's not a cop, and it just, 
we're not going to get any more explanation about this, are we? It, it doesn't really make sense. They kind of say the 72-hour thing, but then gloss over that and then come back to it. And it just... So does Samoa thing? No problem fucking with. It kind of makes sense, apart from the fact you look at it going, that's not Samoa. Um, so, yeah, so I, I was I was fine with it. It's too long. It repeats itself too many times, but it is very, very entertaining. And funny, a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. And Ryan Reynolds literally steals the film in the couple of scenes he's in. Just the, the, the thing with Ryan Reynolds where he, he starts by talking about how The Rock's middle name is Becky, Becky. and then addresses him as Rebecca later on is <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> Did you stay for all the post credits? Yeah. Yeah. The bit where he, he he's talking about the virus, the new virus that melts skin and he's going all off on it. <laughs> and then he keeps on getting the daughter's voice confused with The Rock. <laughs> okay, sweetie, put put your daddy on. <laughs> just yeah, uh. yeah, um, yeah. He's his his whole shtick about the fact that him and the Rock are best friends, but the Rock clearly hates him. <laughs> well, I don't know. Jeez. They do that fist bump in the end of that first scene, though, don't they? Oh like, yeah, it, it's all like, yeah. He, he dislikes him. It's just he thinks he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just the diner. <laughs> Yep, yeah, I'm here. I'm pretty sure this place is closed. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like the Kevin Hart stuff as well. To be fair, I mean, like it's it's obviously fucking steamrolled by by Ryan Reynolds. I mean, it, it is, but his his whole like, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm 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 the boss, and then that toilet flushes, and it's just like, yeah, he's in the toilet. Yeah. It, it, it's it's obvious, but it works. I mean, th- this is the thing. I mean, like. Hobson Shaw can can be summed up by it's obvious, but it works. Um, I was very very in the mood for this. Um, I went to see it. I had a day off work and had spent several hours helping set up a pool party for Lottie, and I took her to the cinema to see Paw Patrol Mission Pups for the second time. And very much enjoyed some music on my AirPods while that was on. Um, so I was, I was, you know, I'd done dad time and it was like, I really want to go see Hobson Shaw and Donna let me out for a couple hours. Um, so I was in and I had a ball. And again, like you've said, I understand. Yes, it is too long. And yes, the third act is a very, very hard right into this is what The Rock thinks the Fast and Furious films are. No one else agrees, but that's what The Rock thinks. So, okay, let's go with it. Um, And yeah, I, I just I just want these films. I'm not that bothered about the fast films. Like, seriously, if Lu- if you brought Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson into these films, I would be done with the fast films. I like Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson. I watched Furious Seven and Fast and Furious Eight uh, this week as well, and I'll, I, you know I'll reference them now so I don't have to talk about them later. And those are good films, good action films, which are completely waylaid by Vin Diesel. Yeah, he. he- I think the problem is Vin Diesel's good when he's being 
tongue-in-cheek. So, the Triple X movies. He's good. But Return then, of Sound the Cage is a fucking masterpiece, and I, I say that, like, fully serious. Yeah, so that is fantastic, because it's... It plays out as stupid as it's supposed to be. Mm. Whereas... And I'm going to use Mission Impossible reference again. Um, Vin Diesel thinks these movies are of that intellectual level. Yeah. And it's like, that, right? It's not a problem they're not. The reason why they're, the, 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 the reason why they're not is the reason why they're, they're making over a billion a film mm-hmm. at the box office. Um, because you've kept the heart of it and the car element and everything like that. But he's focused too much on Dominic Toretto essentially being like a street hood James Bond. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And it, it doesn't it, it doesn't work. No. Because the reason why the the reasons why people got back into the Fast and Furious movies were Fast Five, they got they just happened to make a really, really a really really fun action movie yeah. and then they brought the rock on board and it added a different dimension to it and the you know again then bringing statham in added a different dimension to it and these movies like you were just saying a little bit there ian it, it's almost like they became popular in spite of vin diesel but you can see why he's got such a a hold on them because he's been with them since the start i mean he's only not been in one and that's because he was making Chronicles of Riddick. And I mean, to be fair, he's he's acknowledged his limitations because obviously after the first one, he didn't want to come back for the second because he thought he was going to be hot shit and he turned out to be cold diarrhea for a couple of years. And it's... Um, it, but so he's gone back to these films and it just... You watch them and whenever... And it's not Michelle Rodriguez's fault. And I think that what they do with her is a fucking crying shame because that woman can fucking kick ass and she never gets the opportunity to actually do that in any of these fucking films. She's driving or she's talking to Dom. Yeah, that's literally all she does in Fury in in seven and eight. Like, you know, I could see why Michelle Rodriguez was like, I'm not into coming back for these at first um, because, because of that. Um, I, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I, but then you've got a film like Hobson Shaw. And again, the third act, I mean, Dwayne Johnson, just, yes. All right, cool, man. You're Samoan. That's awesome. I never, ever needed to know about Luke Hobbs's estranged family. Never. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see Cliff, Cliff Curtis. He's my boy, Sunshine. He's my boy for life. His character's fun. I mean, Roman Reigns apparently had cancer while filming this. That's a fucking amazing that you get to do the shit you do in this film. That's great. But you've made a film that should be 105 minutes, 215 minutes plus, uh, 215, 125, uh, uh, 135 minutes plus. You're a half hour longer than you need to be. Yeah. Because of Samoa. Yeah. Shot in Hawaii. Shot in Hawaii. And yeah, but the opening hour to hour and a half, I just thought was the most fun. 
there's, there's some there's some great like like fun bits of it. It, it it's it's being playful with its audience. For sure. I mean, just the banter they have between each other. I mean, The Rock talking about how Jason Statham looks like if he rubbed his ball bag across something. And it what? sounds like if he dragged his his, his voice um, sounds like his voice sounds like like uh, he, if he draw, dragged his ball bag across glass. That was it. Yeah. Amazing. Just that's that's great stuff. I mean, and yeah, and then Stace responded with, "I'm gonna go solve this case before you've even finished applying your baby oil." <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, the whole kind of like, I'm what you like to call an ice ice cold can of whoop ass. <laughs> Brilliant. It was in the trailer. I still enjoyed it here. Um, and it just the action's fun. It's silly. Idris Elba's putting in a fucking good shift. Idris you know, Elba's I, called Brixton Law. Yeah. He's called he's, Brixton Law. <laughs> he's Black Superman. He's and called, again, he's called the, Brixton Law. He's He refers to himself as Black Superman. And at one point, a CG version of him is riding a motorbike through London in the middle of the day whilst he actually sings over the top of it. The man has arrived. <laughs> All power to him. Called My Cock Small. Yes. Oh, the My Cock Small bit's good. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly, I mean that as a genuine. Do you know what? I was really enjoying the, the just the utter drinking and the utter ridiculousness of that. <laughs> of the motorbikes can't do that. I just, I don't care about how advanced it is. They can't do that. But just the fact that it's also the villain singing over the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously not as the villain, even though that would have been amazing. Yeah. Um, Do we know it wasn't? Do we know that Brixton Law doesn't... Brixton Law sounds like he could have a, a, a little bit of a grime side business. Yeah, totally. But, no, I mean, it, it just... And I love the fact that, you know, they acknowledge he's Black Superman. That he, again, it's in the trailer, but The Rock saying... He really is Black Superman. You know, I mean, it's just, it's stuff like that where it's like, shit, yeah, you are fucking, you are lethal, aren't you? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I, it embraces its silliness, but the action is well choreographed. CG's well used. I mean, even in the Samoa bit at the end, the fucking, like, even, and, and again, I mean, like, the, how the fuck did they know this was going to happen of it? But the weighing down the helicopter with a bunch of fucking cars and then the rock just pulling down a helicopter. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Sure. I mean, you know, even, I mean, even down to the ridiculousness of the wink, wink, look, it's big tech firms trying to control the media and control everything and just get the precious snowflake. Yeah, yeah. I mean that the fact that that for the MacGuffin was called the snowflake yeah. is fucking tech companies who are using using the media against her. It is it's it is a fucking hammer blow <laughs> of subtlety. But I, but yeah, I don't. But it's great. I mean, even at the end, like the fist fight stuff, where it's like the slow motion stuff, and you just. That's great. I yeah, I want to see some punches in slow mo. Why not? Yeah, that's cool. I I just I I don't know. 
all the fucking all the latest Fast and Furious films are well over two hours long. Yeah, they're all over long. I, I, what I'll say about this, it's it's too long. It is too long. But I wasn't bored. No, 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 not at all, not at all. If it had been ten minutes longer, I would have still felt the same about it. I don't know, man. If I had one more montage of them building the defences and doing fist pump, uh, oh, like... maybe that, yeah. Maybe that, but like, I, I could have done with more. I could quite easily have had more at the end. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, it just, it's fun. I mean, is it the best blockbuster of the summer? I, I know, I, it, no, it's probably not. Assuming my 4K player doesn't blow up, will I buy the 4K disc? Absolutely. Yeah. Take my twenty-five fucking pounds. Yeah, it's the you can see the the director's imprint on it as well in terms of the the choreography for, for the fights. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like David Leach, he's a very very physical director. Um, he does better with the physical stuff than he does with the CG stuff. But then again, I mean, like that, that chase through London is really, really impressively handled. There's I only mean, one bad bit about it. There's only one bad bit that goes a little bit too much. And it's just after he's gone underneath the buses and the bike does some kind of weird flip around thing. And it's a bit like, you look at that going, I don't know why it needed to do that. It didn't need to do, it, 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 there was too much intricacy within it. And it's like, I want to watch, I, I, I want one of the deleted scenes to be Idris Elba learning how to use that motorbike and just fucking crashing shitloads. Not not Idris Elba, the character, but Br- like Brixton Law, the character, where this fucking tech firm, they go, hey, we, we've made this motorbike, and he's gone, as it were, then. And they've gone, right, we do this, as it were, then. And then um, <laughs> it is by himself from this then. And they've gone, right, well, and it's, it's like, oh, I've got a gig tonight. And they've gone, right, well, what he needs to do is this. And it, it's just loads of him fucking crashing for 25 minutes trying to work out how he uses that spinny wheel thing and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? It's just Elba wouldn't let himself be seen on screen like that, though. Right, he wouldn't, he wouldn't. But it'd be funny if it did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the fact that they don't ditch the cars as well in this. There's a lot of car action in it. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's got the DNA of Fast and Furious, like, yeah, it, all it, throughout it, does, it. It does. It has it very early on when you get a gratuitous shot of a woman's bottom. Yeah, that's right. Which is a standard thing of yeah. Fast and Furious. And it literally is like they've gone, right, there it is. Right, we're going to fucking move on now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all the stars in it are great. They're all on top of their game. It, it's it's a star-making vehicle for Vanessa Kirby. I mean, full a fallout should have been. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think she was Princess Margaret in the Crown as well. And it just that woman, man, give her her own fucking franchise. Like, yeah. my God, give her her own franchise. Yeah, I, I, if it came out that they were doing a, I don't know, spin-off a, a spin-off of Hobson Shaw and a spin-off it, it was. Ryan Reynolds is with um, Vanessa Kirby's character. And they get pulled in on some kind of case. I'd watch the shit out of that. Mm. I would. The bit with the fucking brick. Yeah. 
where my man's just trying to explain how someone got stabbed with a brick <laughs> and try to work out how it was even possible. Fair enough. It's just brilliant. I liked his little interaction with Rob Delaney as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're like best friends, so I, you know he'll he'll do it. He'll do it for me. <laughs> Rob Delaney just like he beat the shit out. Man beat the shit out of me 17 years ago. And doesn't even remember me. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> it needed it needed more of that in the back end instead of it did. We it, did, it, right. I, I, I'm not imagining this. We didn't get a reveal of who the voice was, did we? No, we didn't. I thought that was going to be in the post credits. I never thought came. It was post credits. Because there was a I, room, it was Keanu Reeves, wasn't there? I was fucking convinced it was going to be Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kept thinking, hang on a minute, where that broke a little bit, is that Reynolds? Jord WhatsApped me saying, was that Reynolds? It did sound like Reynolds. But given the post credit stuff, I just, I don't... Oh. If, if it was only him in the main body of the film, then I could, yeah, okay, I could go for that. But yeah. then again... Reynolds playing threatening genius like billionaire owner of this te- technological company. I it just I think he would say that's probably a stretch at the moment. Yeah, I, I think it wouldn't surprise me though if if Reynolds did just sort of turn up in the the sequel to this in the same role but with a slightly bigger role but still not part of the core. Oh, the- for sure. No, yeah, but just I don't think he's the director. Oh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he is. But it, the voice thing did a couple of times sound like him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I say, I mean, Jordan saw that as well. I just, all the way through, I was trying to pick out Keanu Reeves' inflections, so I think it put me off. Well, I, I forgot the Keanu Reeves thing um, during the movie and was thinking, right, who's voiced that? And then it, it breaks one of them apart. Fuck, that's Reynolds. And then I was expecting when you got to the final, the, the, what is it, the, the first post credit scene, I was thinking... Here we fucking go. Nope. All right. And then the next one came out. I thought, right, it ain't going to be, that is it. But how are we going to get, is Keanu going to appear? Nope. We just get it's, to the joke. It's just, it's interesting because I almost thought it was stealth marketing for that, um, that Rock Reynolds and Gal Gadot film that Universal were going to do that just got sold to Netflix. Oh, yeah. And I was almost thinking, like, are they kind of warming people up to that idea by having Reynolds in this? Um, even though, then again, I mean, like, David Leach obviously directed Deadpool 2, so there's a connection there. Yeah. Um, but the the rock connection with Kevin Hart was Central Intelligence. But I was kind of wondering if there was something going on there. And after they all they, they did all that, and it was like, oh, shit, well, Universal sold it to Netflix anyway. So free advertising for Netflix. Um, but no, I mean, it just, I think... Keanu Reeves, because if you're going to have the di- the director, if it's going to be a physical threat who could also maybe pull off like tech billionaire, I think Keanu Reeves could maybe do that. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, not so much. You know, he, he seems to, he's too quirky. Mm. But like I say, I think he knows that. Oh, yeah definitely not shit anyone who says it's shit is a fucking idiot hi andrew yeah it's it's it, it, it's definitely not shit um it, it's what i would say there and this isn't just criticizing you andrew uh but if you don't like it you went in already not liking it 
that that's what I'd say. It, 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 it's the thing. It, it's like it, it'll be like me like now going to a restaurant and going, okay, the mac and cheese, eating it and going, well, that was fucking disgusting. And Beth going, you don't like mac and cheese. Why did you order mac and cheese? And me going, oh, well, I, I wanted to try it again. But you don't like it. I know I don't like it. It's as simple as that. That you can't go into this movie and come out of it thinking it's shit if you went into it thinking that you were actually it was something you were going to enjoy. Andrew would be intrigued for your feedback. Filmbasters at gmail.com. Tell Mark why he's wrong. You can tell I'm wrong, but I I still will maintain that I'm not wrong. That everyone else is wrong. But I do that all the time. You do that. which unfortunately for those who well, everyone who has not listened to the Shutter Island commentary, we managed to convince Mark that he was partially wrong about something, and it was quite a moment. I mean, I don't remember that. I mean, it's already happened. I mean, there's no evidence for it happening. Well, there is my memory. In our minds. You're yeah. fucking liars. Uh, our audience thought, it seems like it wasn't just Andrew who thought it was shit, so I just insulted more people than just Andrew, and I wasn't meaning to insult Andrew. Um, yeah, you were. I wasn't actually, no. Um, Definitely not shit, 54%. Fuck off! Yep. Touching cloth, 8%. Shit, 31%. Wow. And Geostorm, 7%. How many votes? Uh, 16. Hmm. Wow. Well. You guys seem genuinely upset I just... I feel sorry that people can't have fun. <laughs> I agree. Well, fuck those guys. <laughs> so, Mark and Becky, what have we been watching? What what have we been watching, Becky? We have watched Tarantino. What what Tarantino have we watched? We've watched about ten minutes of Kill Bill till you decided to fall asleep. No, I didn't. I decided to not fall asleep in the movie and go to bed. Uh, we watched, well, technically not Tarantino, we watched True Romance. Yep. Just to nice. go. You can talk about these if you want. I know, I'm just saying. Uh, Death Proof and then part of Kill Bill. So we had a bit of a Tarantino thon, didn't we? Yes, in kind of build up. We're, we're, we're going to see if we can watch all the Tarantino movies, but not necessarily commit to watching all the Tarantino movies for all once we're time Hollywood Hour. Yeah. Because. I wouldn't mind missing off Jackie Brown. And I would probably like to rewatch Jackie Brown. Um, I, I just, I'm fucking off Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown. I'm skipping them. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I really, really want to rewatch the Kill Bills. Death Proof, if I get to it, like, it, it the Kill Bills, Inglorious Bastards, and Hateful Eight are my priorities. The, the thing is, there, with Hateful Eight, you could watch. You could almost watch Death Proof and one of the kill and and then um, what's it? Volume one. Um, so you could almost watch um, Dogs and uh, Death Proof in the same amount of time as you watch Hairplay. Yeah. So you know that you've got you've got to incorporate that. So it's all about sort of time, but we're not we're not saying we have to watch all of them before. What's it? No. But true romance aspect, go on. Well, True Romance is one of my favourite films. I absolutely love True Romance. I like the the soundtracky, twinkly music that it's got going on. I like their relationship. I like both of them as characters. 
I like the story. There's there's some fantastic there's some fantastic stuff in it. Um and yeah, I don't think there's really everyone has seen it. <laughs> I think it's always interesting with, with true romance is um Tarantino um has been quoted as saying that the true romance is a better film for Tony Scott making it than it would have been if he'd made it. Yeah. At that stage, that stage in his career, for sure. Yeah, because he said that um, when I heard that, that, that when I was told he's not killing Clarence at the end, because he dies at the end of the script. Okay. Um, I was really angry, and he said that he, that he was like, well, he can't do this, and, you know, I He's got to do this. He said, and when I sat down and watched the film, and he didn't tell Scott show him the film, said, I'm not changing it, but watch the fucking film first. But very much said to that I'm still not changing it. Because he, he famously didn't like uh, Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Um, um, but he, he really, from an interview I remember, he said he, he loved it. He said, it, once he started watching it, and once it got to that, it was like, right, at I wrote this and I don't want him to fucking die. <laughs> he said, so it makes, he said, it is that thing of, in the film, of once the characters come to life and Christian Slater was actually who Tarantino had in mind for playing it when he was writing it, etc. He said, that, that film is better than the film that I'd have made because I would have killed him at that point when I made it. it, it, it it's one of the few films where I think everybody involved is at the top of their game. I think it's one of those films as well where when it's in the nicey nice bits and it's like them two just together and being really cute together, it then it really it really fucking shocks you and takes you out of out it's, of your comfort zone when it's brutal. Like the bit with Christopher Walken. I think it takes you by surprise how violent it actually is. Yeah. I mean the the, the the James Gandolfini and uh, and Patricia Arquette oh sequence. God, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you can see where I mean, James Gandolfini is a very physically imposing guy, mm. and he's what is it? But in in reality, the man was by all accounts, everyone who says him, just one of the nicest people you could meet. Yeah. And he was he really struggled with it. Right. And was very much like he's he watched it once and said he could never ever watch it again because he hated it. Wow, really? Um, but it's it's horrible. He's fucking brutal. The fact that she's laughing at him all the way through is quite a good thing. It kind of adds some. It isn't the fact that he he literally he doesn't want to kill her because I mean because he's kind of, he, he he's only doing it because he's got mm. which is why the speech is there. He doesn't want to kill her because she's she's acting like what most guys don't act like. She's she's really she's she's just taking a hell of a beating. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, the fact that he keeps saying to her, "You got a lot of heart, kid." Uh, it's, 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 it, it, I, I do think I think if if Tarantino had directed it and it was exactly the same movie mm. and Tarantino had directed it and wrote it I think it would be held in a much much higher regard than it is but for some reason I think it's got a very hardcore following but it doesn't quite I, just, I don't think it gets the, the credit it deserves for quite how brilliant a film it is yeah and it's Tony Scott just being just magnificent. I do really, really miss Tony Scott movies. Yeah, <laughs> fucking right. I really do, because especially 
I'd say especially in that area of his career, but even Unstoppable was a fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, he, he made great thrillers. That one with the train? Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's Chris Pine. Chris Pine Denzel Wash on a train that's, that's running away. Really? Is that all? On Tony Scott's directing it. So, <laughs> go on, next. But why am I doing them all? Because I've talked about some of these movies on there before. I think it's one of you. From Dust Till Dawn. Um, is again not Tarantino directed, but Tarantino written. Oh, but it Rodriguez was, back when he was actually all right. Yeah, it was the it, the movie the script from from Dust Till Dawn mm. was the script that paid for him making Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Um, it I, I it's a really fun film. It's I was going to say it's possibly aged badly, but I, actually, I really don't think it has. I don't know. You, you also, got, you were also, Jodie were like, shit, I forgot how charismatic yeah, George Clooney was. Yeah, yeah. I think because he was always, he was always older, obviously. Mm. Like, and when everyone was going on about him being a heartthrob, it was always like, really? The dude from ER? And he actually is really quite, he's really charming. Um, and Richie the dick. Yeah, Tarantino plays the plays plays a dick quite well in this. Um, Holy shit! What? Wow, that's what? not what? 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 George Clooney is a year younger than me now when he was in From Dust Till Dawn. Right. You just said he he always looked quite old. No, he was always older when when he was like being like being sort of up there as a heart problem and stuff. And you like, think I can be a heart problem? I mean, you'd have to trim the beard a bit. No, I won't. I'm going for a very certain select group. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He plays he plays the dick really well. Sam Hayek's delight in it. Um. I mean, she's not a delight. She. I mean, she is. She's a vampire. She's she's a very beautiful lady, though, isn't she? That type of delight, I'll give you. Um, even what's her name? Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis reigns it in. It's it's a fairly normal performance from it her. It also contains one of my favourite movie exchanges. Which one? Of all places, why this place? Oh, what were they? Psychos? No, they weren't psychos. Psychos don't burst into flames when sunlight hits them. I don't care how fucking crazy they are. <laughs> He plays like three characters in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what's his name? The other one, the dad. Oh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. What's his name? The other one, the dad. Yeah. Uh, he's he's actually brilliant. Like I I don't think I've appreciated his performance in it as much as I did when we watched it this time around. Yeah. I think maybe because I'm old. I identify with the parent role. <laughs> that, that's fair enough, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for Dust Bowl, it, it holds up, I thought, really, really well. It, 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 it's a good movie, then once it gets to that one setting, it becomes a fucking great movie. Yeah. Um, um, Death Proof, we watched, we're writing through these, and you're not really contributing to the start of it. I want you to introduce this one. Death Proof. Um, we watched the Death Proof, the, the Death Proof full film rather than the half film or the Grindhouse feature. Um, I I really like Death Proof. It's a lot of fun. 
it, but it's an odd duck. Yeah, it is. It's very much. I mean, and it is by its structure, but it is very much a film of two halves. Like you've got the first bit is is sort of sh- schlocky and lower quality, and then once it actually gets going with, and probably by intention, but once it gets going with like the main group of girls that see it through to the end. So which bit do you prefer, the first half or the second, the second half. half? See, I prefer the first half. Yeah. Yeah. I, but you hate Sidney Poitier's character. I do not like Sidney Poitier's character. No, there's a few reasons for that. One, she's a dick. Not a bitch, she's a dick. And two, it refers to us having a fat ass. PH fat, by the way. And she doesn't really. So I thought it was a bit of false advertising. You're like barefoot people in films over there. That freaked me out. That crash bit is, is grim. 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 When yeah. her leg flops onto the road. What <laughs> grim? Yeah, it is grim. <laughs> but yeah, I prefer the second bit. Largely, not gonna lie, because of Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell is fantastic. She's fucking great in that. She is. But I don't. I like the aesthetic of the first half, whereas the, the aesthetic's gone in the second half. That it doesn't tally. Hopefully. Yeah, because I think I think they're trying. It's trying to make you think in the first half that it's a film of a certain period, and it's it's not. It's sort of set like modernish time. That's that's fine, but then it it it, it drops that whole aesthetic. Yes. And it, it doesn't make sense for why. Yeah, yeah, the uh, like the quality of the film and the like yeah. the cigarette burns and all that kind of stuff. It, it uh, disappears, doesn't it? It just disappears. Mm. It's interesting the fact that it's the only. It, it, it's it. it it is turns out having fun because you can tell because he's his own DOP on it. Yeah. And that is quite quite amusing. It, it shows that he, he does actually have a really fucking good eye in general. But it, it, somebody mentioned to him said, oh, why, why haven't you done more of, you know, being a DOP yourself on, on films? And it, his response was, because I'm not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right for doing death proof. That's fine. Yeah. So, but trying to do complex shots and things like that, you need a professional whose job that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. But it's a, lot of, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, death proof. And we have a death proof post up in our downstairs bathroom, don't we? We have a grindhouse post. Well, a grindhouse post, yeah. Yeah. The boys annoyed you in it, didn't they? Yeah, because it, it was that little phase that, that I think also as well still irks me in, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Because it, Eli Roth's not a good actor. It's that little that little group of, of mm. essentially sycophants that you had working with him. Mm. Yeah. Who got roles in films because they told him how wonderful he was. And you look at that and go, the problem is some of those are shit. Yeah. Some of them are not very good actors. Mm. Like there was a point, I think at one point where um the in English Bastards where uh Eli Roth plays the Bear Jim, great name and like that, but it's played by Eli Roth, who can't act. Mm. And apparently one of the people who's really considered that was Ray Ravana. Well yeah, yeah. I mean Adam, Adam Sandler was cast. Yeah, Adam Sandler was cast, yeah, which which would have been would have been better. Than, and then it just it seems like you've gone from oh, these people on. at least Eli Roth when he glowers a bit he looks a little bit menacing Adam Sandler no he doesn't no he but does, Adam Sandler look, doesn't look he menacing he looks like a frat boy day rapist yeah he does but day rapists are kind of dangerous not frat Adam boy Adam Sandler's ones. not no they're dangerous they're not threatening the her Come on, Adam Sandler in that role would be horrible I'd like to have seen that though well just for curiosity value you can't you well, can't Eli Roth. possibly think for a second he'd be good yeah I do Adam Sandler. Yes, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler can do can do fucking contained rage. 
I mean, yeah. punch, drunk, punch Drunk Love. Yeah. He's a, he, Adam Sandler can actually be a good actor when he wants to be. He just never wants to be anymore. Just, I mean, have you seen Sandy Wexler? <laughs> no. Um, I, I've got one more. I think that's it. We're done. Have you got anything? Um, no, I don't think so. I've been playing watching Bioshock, Bioshock too. and watching Stranger Things, haven't you? Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. I rewatched Baywatch. Nice. <laughs> because cause I like Zac Efron. I don't understand why this film gets as much grief. I don't. It. It's a fucking blast. <laughs> it's yeah. so much fun. I don't get it. I, I, I have watched it more times than most people. I have watched it. I would say there's a possibility I've watched this more times than anybody. But people have a lot of hate for it. I don't get it at all. I, you don't That's trust shit. people. You can't trust people. Um, yeah, it, it's it's an awful lot of fun. From he's got two gold medals. How many have you got? But it's not two. <laughs> Lines like that that make no sense. And just the ridiculousness of it is is magnificent. The fact that the fact that he's called Mitch Buchanan, but his mentor is also Mitch Buchanan, is <laughs> just makes no sense at all. <laughs> But the film literally acknowledges it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's, it's an awful lot of fun. Uh, and I, I, it's a film that I will continue to watch. I need yes. to rewatch Baywatch. It's... I didn't... The weird thing was, the second watch I had of it, I was like, all right, I can start seeing some of the problems. Then by the time I watched it on the third watch, I was like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth watch, I was like, this is a lot of fun. And then watch number five... I was like, you know what? This is this this might be this might be a classic. Wow. Well, the, I mean, old, possibly the shot where Baywatch comes out of the bay <laughs> as the rock is lifting somebody up and fucking dolphins jump out. <laughs> it's like, how how did this not win Oscars? That's it from us. What are you watching, bud? How did this not win Oscars? Indeed. Um. So, right, fucking hell, I've got a few strapping. Right, rewatch The Simple Favour. The Simple Favour is great. It is very, very entertaining. Took Lottie to see Detective Pikachu again. That film's cracking. Great world building. Don't like the third act's mental. All over it. Tron Legacy. Had my fucking hand on my dick all the way fucking through this banger. It's <laughs> incredible. Um... The world building. I, I remember one thing about that movie. One thing I remember about that entire movie. And yeah. it's Olivia Wilde sat down. It's what? Olivia Wilde is sat down on like a really long sofa with her feet up. Yep. That is the only bit I remember that movie. The thing is, my, my main criticism of the film is that Olivia Wilde has nothing to do. But, Ian... The only thing I remember about that movie is something she's doing. Yeah, which is fair. It speaks to a certain part of your brain. Well, I remember that. <laughs> it's right, though. I just admired her sitting. Yeah, all right. I mean, even the poster is fucking Garrett Headland, like, with a disc fucking, like posing up with Olivia Wilde wrapped around his side. It's a poster which has not aged well. Um, 
And yeah, but I mean, the 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 fucking like it still looks really great. I mean, the DH Death Bridges uh, does not. He does look rough, but it was nine years ago, and that tech has come a long way. Um, the soundtrack is fucking incredible. I mean, what the work that Daft Punk did on that is amazing, and I I really like the plot as well like the the concepts that they're bringing about um these isos that can actually be like taken into the real world and whatnot it's it it's it's fun stuff i mean it's not a kid's film in the slightest and it cost it cost an awful lot of money and it was at that time where studios thought that if something broke big at comic con, then it was going to be the biggest film ever made. And then there were a few films that proved that really wasn't the case. And Tron legacy was one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really, really like Tron legacy and I've liked it ever since I I saw it. It it like test screened it when I was a projectionist and I, I still really enjoy it now, but if there were if there were a sequel, uh, there never will be. And I, and I one came close to produ- uh, production and then got shit canned. And it's a shame because I got a feeling Olivia Wilde would have had more to do and it would have been good. Um, rewatch Batman Begins. Uh, yeah, Batman Begins is great. It looks completely different to the other two films, and that is really disconcerting when you when you think about this film in comparison to the others, but. I think it's interesting that this was called back in the day Batman in uh, intimidation game because that really fits what this film is about. It, it it deals with, I mean, I really really like the MCU films, but they're more about character than they are about themes. And Batman Begins is really about a theme. It's about how fear can be used to control the populace and again kind of feels relevant now to an extent um and it just it works it, it's really really good as batman begins uh last three are current releases so I'll, I'll spend a little bit more time um so angry birds the movie 2 all right what was this like it's better than i fucking thought it was going to be and so was angry birds yeah. so to be fair the angry birds films probably some of the best video game movies of all time that's fair yeah they're funny they make me laugh it might be base stuff but there's a sequence involving a bunch of the birds forming like in a overcoat forming one big bird in a toilet with another bird and they're like, right, you gotta, you gotta splash in water. You gotta splash in water. You gotta make it look like you're peeing. And there's just like a water bottle with piss flying all over the place, while another bird is just fucking looking at the other this com- combination of birds in one big bird just pissing wildly all over the place. And then they can't qu- quite get control of him. So every now and then he just keeps on looking over downwards at the other bird and just kind of my happy place really it's just it's funny it's funny voice cast put in a shift uh, and yeah i enjoyed it Otty laughed a lot i laughed quite a lot 
can't complain. It's not a film you you hate your kids for being put through. There's no. a quote. Yeah, Angry Birds 2, solid. Uh, the Current War. The uh, the film that was delayed two years because Harvey Weinstein is a sex offender. Uh, hang on, has he been convicted as a sex offender? No, I don't know he's a sex offender still. All right, all right. He's probably a sex offender. I can say that, can't I? Yes. Maybe just banging allegedly on the back. Probably, he's allegedly probably a sex offender. Right. The current war is directed by the guy who directed me and oh and the dying girl so it is executive produced by martin scorsese because they have a relationship which is awesome good good for the director of the current war uh alfonso gomez rayon i want to say his name is let's see how wrong i am who directed it though don't point to my review i don't care about that who directed it all right, so you've got the cast. What about the crew? Alfonso Gomez Rayon, yes. <laughs> right, so it's the story of the kind of birth of electricity, basically. Um, so you got uh, Michael Shannon playing uh, George Waterhouse. It, it's literally been a week since I've seen this, so forgive me. Um Cumberbatch playing uh, Edison and uh, Nicholas Holt playing Tesla. Um, and yeah, really, really cinematic. Awful lot of good shit going on with the direction here. The film is kind of derivative. It's two men trying to accomplish a goal and then realizing that they both have faults. Um, but it's all quite melancholy. Um, Cumberbatch has a moral quandary through the film of being able to get one over what uh, Westerhouse, Westerhouse, not Waterhouse, Westerhouse, um, by basically helping invent the electric chair. And that haunts him. And that Fred plays throughout the entire film, and it's horrible. Um, and Michael Shannon, his character is really, really, really fucking moral, like the most moral guy. And Catherine Waterston plays his uh, wife and she's can't you just be a bit of a cheeky bastard for a bit just to fuck over Edison? No, no, I will not. And he spoiler alert, he does at one point and it actually kind of helps. But he feels horrible about it. So you've got all this like it's not just like two men's egos fighting it's more complicated than that even though your allegiances kind of shift throughout the film and you know edison at one point is just the biggest fucking prick in the world like it's a and cumberbatch can play the biggest prick in the world very easily um and he does well with it and then all the all the way through you've just got like tesla just going i'm better than both of you but i'm not getting the appreciation for it and Tom Holland is um, uh, Edison's assistant. And he's just there and he's just like, I'm not big while I filmed this, but I'm going to be really big by the time this film comes out. And it's weird that he's in that role. So the current mm-hmm. war, it's good. I really, really enjoyed it. It 
I barely remember anything about it a week on, which is making this an incredible review. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's yeah, while it, while it was on, I really enjoyed it. I'm not surprised it hasn't been bothering Oscar too much because it's just really really solidly made as opposed to being great. But it, it it's it's a good solid time. And the last one. So I did a double banger last Monday. I walked from the current war to a Cineworld and secret screening. What could it be? Could it be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, because the screening was advertised as 15s and under. So it wasn't going to be that. Could it have been The Sun is Also a Star, a hotly romantic drama thing, which has been trailered by Cineworld loads lately? Uh, could it be anything else coming out in August? No, because it was Alexandra Archer's Crawl, which is getting its UK premiere at Fright Fest uh, at the end of the month. And uh, also Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is getting its UK premiere at Fright Fest at the end of August, but plays in a Cineworld Unlimited screening before that. So... <laughs> Basically, if you want to see two of the biggest films of Fright Fest, maybe just get a Cineworld Unlimited pass and don't worry about the £200 weekend pass for Fright Fest this year. About 200 quid? It's about that, yeah. Jeez. Yep. So, Cruel. Kaya Scodelaro? Something like that, isn't it? Scotland area. Sounds like yeah, yeah. She was in Skins. She was in a pirate. She was in Wuthering Heights. She was in the Maze Runner films. I like. I like her. Um, Would be epic from Skins for me. I don't like her. I know you don't. Okay. Maze Runner. I only saw the first Maze Runner film because I refused to uh, accept that the second two exist because the first is really really solid on its own and i've got a feeling if i watched it watch the other two it'd be like oh second is all right second's fine uh i watched the mm. second's all right but it's not as good as the first yeah scorch trials yes yeah okay um but yeah so basically there's a hurricane going on um she's not heard from her estranged dad and her sister kind of basically forces her into going to see where he is. And uh, wouldn't you know it, he was in the basement doing some work during a storm and there's a bunch of fucking alligators. And the thing is, this film is basically, it could basically be summed up by alligators are fucking pricks. It's 90 minutes of alligators are fucking pricks. It's it's really good as a one watch. I will never watch Crawl again. <laughs> not because it's really gory or not because it offended my sensibilities, just because I have seen that film. There is nothing there is no more enjoyment for me to get from that film than what I had in that one watch. And it will be brilliant in the cinema. And on the big screen at Fright Fest, it'll be great, and people will react very, very well to it. Uh, but it, it, it just, it kind of, it is exactly, 
exactly what you think it's going to be and it never ever ever pushes out of that <laughs> it's tense it's lean it's quite gory in parts and then it gets the fuck out of dodge it's inspired by a true alligator event from hurricane florence um, no, I'm sure it is. I mean, an alligator farm flooded apparently probably one day, and then they probably got met with a hell of a fucking bill afterwards. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, I mean, alligators are cunts. That's cruel. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's really, really, really fun in the moment. It's really fun, uh, and like I say, it's really fucking tense. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't quite have the holy fuck that was a good time. It's just that was really solid. <clears throat> I'll take solid for that type of thing. But yeah, I mean, like, do see it in the cinema. It works on a big screen. Nice. Uh, yeah, and that's it for me. That was uh, that was quite a lot. So I'm I'm spent. So. Well, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a week. It's been a good week. Right, okay, so. Just relax and drive. You don't look like Miss Daisy. I should be driving. You know fucking Shut up. Have you ever heard the term bioengine? I have one in my chest. There's a corporation in LA. They will pay me $5 million for it. You would be held responsible if the competition acquired this object. You help me get to LA, I'll give you half the money. What do you say? It's suicide! Can we talk about it? Tell me on the way down. No! Come and get it. Lock him and shock him, gentlemen. You could tell what a man's like by the kind of car he drives. Who says violence is not the answer? Let's go. We are going. This ain't the Batmobile, man. Good hot day for a killer. Close it in. Tell me something. Look out! Does everybody live happily ever after at the end of this fairy tale? Yeah. Good luck, everything you need help. He's good. The original five fingers of death right here. Drive. It's directed by uh, a jobber and it stars Mark Gascos, Kareem Williamson. Uh, Hardison. Hardison. Kareem Hardison. And Brittany Murphy playing herself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The guy, the director's called Stephen, called Steve Wang. Steve Wang. Steve Wang. That's it. Okay, so what else did he direct? Nothing. Oh, Power Rangers: Lost Galaxy. Oh shit. Right. Uh, Drive. Two rascals, Mark. Mm. What is the plot of Drive? Okay, so there's a guy, and he's got something in him that a bunch of tech companies want. One of like them's bad. Brixton Law. What? Like Brixton Law. Yes. 
but unlike Brixton Law, he's not there for a cause. Yeah. One tech company wants it for bad things. One tech company is apparently good, but also wants to give him $5 million. Yeah. And then there's no questions about what they're going to do with the technology. <laughs> That's a good point, that. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a guy hostage and makes him drive, and then they become best buds, and karaoke is sung. Yeah. <laughs> Becky, drive. What the fuck? Yeah, it is a bit what the fuck, isn't it? It's um, it's like it's a whole experience. I, I kind of loved it though. I'm not gonna lie. It's absurd and it's cheesy, but both central, well, all three you could possibly say central characters, but mainly both central characters are really, really well played by the people playing them, that you really actually genuinely care about them. And it and it honestly it had me from the bit where they were like dancing along in the car to the music. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Really enjoyed it. What the fuck Brittany Murphy though? What was her deal? Let's talk about Brittany Murphy for a second before we get Mark's uh, point of view on this. Now what she says he says to her something along the lines of Wow, you really are crazy. And she goes, okay. And that's it. Like it's, it's such an odd response to that. It literally felt like she was walking down the street one day. And Steve Wang just went up to her and said, what's your deal? And she, and she basically said, my mum and dad own a motel and they've gone away for the week. Do you guys want to hang? And it just went from there. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how much of that was playing. It's like your Gary Boosie theory. Yeah. She's just, she's doing an awful lot of, like, stretching her arm around her neck and back and just speaking like... Like somebody who's on something. Let's yeah. be honest. Like somebody who has taken a little bit of coke and a little bit of molly, and he's just uh, has just been fucking let loose. Did they have molly back in the olden days? Yes, they did. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's pretty. Oh, Mark. What the film? Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's um, it's everything you want from a a, a, a mid nineties Mark Cascas movie. You know he. Is he a good actor? No, he's not a great actor. Um, is he actually quite? Is he charismatic? Maybe not. Is he fun? Yes, he's a lot of fun. Oh my god, the karaoke bit. You know, he's willing to take the piss out of himself a little bit. It's got that. Rather than it being the the, the martial arts stars of the mid nineties, where you had people like. Van Damme and Steven Seagal, where you have that more serious kind yeah. of look to it. This is more of the Jackie Chan variety. With uh, what's that wrong with Jackie Chan, Becky? How many? Name me three Jackie Chan movies you've I seen. I will not because you don't have. You haven't seen Rush Hour. I have not. Um, 
it's got that mad energy of that where mm. it, it's rather than the fight just being fights, they're choreographed to almost be amusing at points. It felt a bit like Big Trouble in Little China vibey to me at points. Seriously, yeah, you would love Jackie Chan movies. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I had an awful lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, Brittany Murphy was a delight. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'd, I'd hang out with her. We were watching where we in the credits roll and we were like, fucking hell, her character was called Deliverance. Yes, her character was called <laughs> Deliverance. Uh, which just, yeah, wow. Um, they, I, I was getting upset at the amount of things they blew up. Yeah. Like they blew up the, like that, that weirdly big garage that they had next to the motel. Well, they blew up the whole motel. And then they blew up the whole motel. And then they blew up that weird fucking restaurant that was in the middle of nowhere that went, that had a spaceship. I think I'd go to that bar. I would go to that bar. But not now. Well, not now. You'd blow, blow up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really... The thing is, I'm reading here now, and it seems like the, one of the producers recut it at one point. And it seems like the version that we watched that is on, what is it? It's a combination of both of the director's cut and the producer's cut. Right. Which explains why at some points the soundtrack is like a mid-90s kind of rap soundtrack. And then at other points it's like a hardcore techno soundtrack. Oh, Matt, that fucking, there is a cut at one point where it cuts to Mark DeCascos running across that fucking motel. Yeah. And there's a hard techno soundtrack there. And it was like, this is fuck it. This is on. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? This is weirdly inappropriate, but yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the weirdness of Tracy Walter and um, John Piper Ferguson. Is that a bad guy? Yeah. As the, 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 the really shit hitman. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and one of them essentially is just dressed like a racist. I fucking, I love, what, the one who who then spends the, the, the end of the film whipping a black man. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was something else. I mean, I love the fact... Like he, he says to him, don't, don't ever use a whip on a black man again. He says it when he gets the whip, he's like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> that, mate, it just, I love the fact that at the start of the film, what's going on? We let him go, you're a piece of shit. And then, like, he's talking to fucking Joe Tataghi from Die Hard, and he's like, fucking asshole. But then he's just shit for the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, he's crap at his job. I have been a great value member of this. No, you haven't. You shit. <laughs> I mean, it, this film is so full of joy. Yeah. The if that guy ate flour, he'd shit cupcakes. Line. There's also look. It's my favourite cheese eating dick monkey. <laughs> oh, cheese eating dick monkey. And 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 the um the guy just. And the the other guy calls him cheeseburger earlier on as an insult. Oh yeah, the um the, the ex wife's new partner. That's yeah. it. Yeah, he's a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. <laughs> it, it it yeah. I mean it's amazing. Like, we we quite enjoyed the bit where the the sort of super extra enhanced guy takes his coat off and has another almost identical coat <laughs> underneath. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and he breaks his glasses. Yeah, and he takes his coat off. And he like, shit's about to get really taking his coat off, and there's just the same coat underneath, but smaller. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and before all that, or after that, when Malik goes, let's kick his ass and take his coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kick his ass and take his coat. That's a real random line. Oh, fucking hell. I just realised yeah. I, forgot, I forgot a film in the what we watched as well. And I literally finished watching it just before we started recording. <laughs> we'll get to it, but yeah. Um, it just, I yeah, it's it's mid-90s silliness. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely... It, it, I, th- I can't understand why I haven't watched it. I think if this movie had been made in 95 or 96, I would definitely have seen it. When was it made? 97, which means it probably won't have hit UK um, distribution until probably 98, 99. Um, so that's probably why yeah. I've not seen it, because by that point I was kind of less into the renting videos and stuff like that, because I've gone out drinking. Um and yeah, but I, I had a fucking great time with it. Oh, I've remembered another really funny bit. What? When they're talking about kung fu and, and people with tiny feet kicking each other's asses. Oh, yeah. And he's mocking like kung fu movie dialogue and he's like, oh, kung fu is useless and obsolete. <laughs> 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 oh, I had a good time. I had a good time, yeah, I had a really good time with that movie. I mean, I'll, I just... actually, I'll watch that again. I'll probably watch it again, yeah. yeah. The way that end, you know, end of the film, like it looks like they set off that rocket and it looks like it's actually going to blast off. I was literally touching yeah. and smacking on the hand with the rocket's going to take off, Becky, the rocket's going to take off. It was quite disappointing when it didn't. Oh. But I wanted to see I wanted to see them get to LA. Yeah. It just fucking ends. It was also nice seeing Wesley Snipes' mate from White Men Can't Jump in something else. Oh, okay. Oh, is that who? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen him in anything else apart from this. I know. I've only seen White Man Card Jump once in my life, so. What? I know. What? So I haven't seen it enough to recognise anything but. We own White Man Card Jump on iTunes, I'm pretty certain that that's true. I'm going to check. Okay. Are you going to. Are we going to rewatch it? Fuck yeah, we are. (laughs) Was it for us? Oh, she speaks good and everything. We do have a white man cat jump on iTunes. Boom. Yep. Or as she's known in Dead Don't Die, Posey Juarez. Posey Juarez. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, Drive for me. uh, Yes, definitely not shit. I had an absolute fucking blast with this movie. It was really good fun. I had a good time with it. Yeah. Like you said, Bex, that if. If that comes off Amazon Prime, I probably will end up buying it on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I watched Charlie Says. Oh, you actually watched Charlie Says? Yeah, I literally finished it while I was eating dinner, and I completely forgot to talk about it. Wow. That, that's... Yeah, that says something. So, directed by Mary Harron and written by uh, 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 Genevieve Turner, or is it Guinevere Turner? I think it's Guinevere Turner, apologies. So, American Psycho Reunite. Um, 
it's the Matt Smith, Charles Manson film, uh, which we were thinking of doing as main review, and I'm glad we didn't. Um, yeah, it uh, it's well intended because it, it, it's focusing on three of the like the Manson sisters essentially who are incarcerated after and there's a psychiatrist trying to kind of help them through post Mansom stuff and it will cut back often to flashbacks of life on the ranch with Matt Smith playing Charles Manson and yeah it just feels very rote Matt Smith is I don't you don't get why they would all flock to him. There's there's no real charisma. Um it it just seems to be a weirdly greatest hits of ranch life, which I know is not this film's intent, but it's almost like they were beholden to actually having to sell this to an audience. Um and yeah I there's a reason why this film has gone like basically straight to iTunes. Um, it, it, it just, there's, there's really nothing in it of note. I mean, Matt Smith, he's not bad. Sorry, go on. Mary Harron, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Matt Smith's not bad. I mean, fair play to him for taking on this role. Um, but it's just right, yeah. Charles Manson, racist, misogynist asshole who knew how to manipulate people. Great. Right. I I don't I don't see any of the the weird pull there. He just seems like a fucking dickhead with a beard. And. I, there must have been some sort of more pull to him than that. And it's not just women, you know, there, there were men at the ranch as well. So it's not just like, I, I mean, I suppose heterosexual men, I should say. It's not like that. It, it, it's not so based as to say they all just fancied him or anything. It, it just, but the film doesn't really say what it was about him. Um, and it, it, it's played from the women's point of view. Um, Hannah Murray, um, who from Game, uh, Gilly from Game of Thrones, um, is uh, kind of the lead of the film, actually. Um, and it, I don't know, it's odd because every now and then during the flashbacks, she has these moments of doubting Charlie. But right at the start of the film, in the present day, sequences she's fully fucking drinking the kool-aid with these two other girls and it doesn't quite fit um and also to be fair if there was a drinking game for film where the title is said the most you would die (laughs) it it I, it, uh, they say Charlie says or Charlie said so much in this film and I, I, I get why and I get the point but they kind of make the point about 20 minutes in and then drive it through for about an hour 50 um, yeah it's not great it, it just it yeah and I, I 
I think Matt Smith could have been better or it could have been played by a more charismatic actor. You don't, you just, you don't get it. You don't get the pull at all. So yeah, Charlie says really, really forgettable. Not, not shit, but just, yeah, that happened. Which for a film about the Manson family probably shouldn't be the reaction you have. Yeah. So tangenting on, on Charlie Manson, the, the guy who's playing him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's playing him in the new season of Mindhunter, isn't he? Yeah, I answered this in the previous show. All right. And you, you just did clearly weren't fucking listening. Clearly wasn't listening. No. There's a big old age difference, isn't there? Like between what they should be. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, we shall see at least the Hollywood bit of it shortly. Mark, questions? I, I'm going to think a bit of it shortly. Yeah. That's out on the 16th. Of August? Yeah. Shit, all right, fair enough. Yeah, it comes out, what, like, 12 days' time? 11 days' oh, time? Yeah. What, you see it's a mindhunt? Yeah. Exciting times. Mm, good times. <laughs> um, right, questions. We've only got one question, but I'll do the... We've only got one response to our question as well, actually. I think we threw people by regarding on a Monday. Mm. Um, I can show you guys this week. It's by Bad Hobson Short. We want you to pick your buddy action comedy duo and throw in a Vanessa Kirby-style third in there for good measure. Uh, so Rick Kidd at uh, Rick J. Kidd. Chime Tatum and Dan Stevens with Florence Pugh taking the Kirby role. They can all handle the action with the right script. They could nail the humour too. Oh, that's a good pick. What are you going with? Am I not allowed Jonah Hill and Johnny I mean, that is basically just 21 Jump Street. Well, yeah. With like someone like Aquafina in the female role. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds like a film that I will not watch. Huh? Um, I'm going to take... I'm going to go with... Have you got one, Ian? Yeah, Idris Elba's cat character and Judy Dench's cat character, uh, aided by Jason Derulo's cat character. Right, that's cool. Yours is basically cats. Um, <laughs> Counting the fucking days. I'm going to go for. Um, what? Cool, you showed me a picture of a woman's bottom. It's just called my Twitter timeline, I don't like that. I've forgotten the name of the actress now. She... I've forgotten all things. <laughs> She's a really famous actress as well. She's famous, what does she look like? A person. <laughs> completely black. Holy shit, I've gone totally fucking blank. You just pulled this light bulb over your head and it might can't do. She was in um, Ocean's 8. And she's not Sandra Bullock. Kate Blanchett? Fucking, yeah. Could not fucking get him. Hang on, you got a picture of Kate Blanchett's ass? No. No, my, this is my choice. Uh, Kate Blanchett and Rosamund Pike, aided by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking flipping that, inverting the pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. My guess was. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't, it did work, but it didn't work. If you get what I mean. Uh, and we have one question uh, from Rick Kidd. Uh, Rick J. Kidd. Uh, which two characters from an existing film would you like to give their own spin-off and what type of film would it be? 
Mm. Riggs and Murtog in the African Queen. <laughs> that's, that's a good show, actually. That yeah, that's a good show. Neo and Trinity as the trolls in the first troll film. Can I have Batman and Iron Man? It's such a funny fisting film. I'm fucking changing it. Batman and Iron Man in the film quiz show. That's good. But no, not Batman, it'd be Bruce Wayne and what's it? In what? The quiz show. The under, actually the under scene quiz show. No one goes, I'm not quiz show anymore. And it was a fucking cracking movie. And just nobody talks about it anymore. Mm. Apart from me, just then. Yeah, just you. Just me. As everyone, as everyone else shouts, because it was shit. Uh, I think it's just me thinking that it was... I, I, don't think, I don't think everyone thinks quiz show shit. I don't think they do. I think it's quite highly regarded. I'm going to check. See how fresh it is on the tomato dicks. You got anything, Max? Um, Taught her on Pikachu in like a, a thriller movie. The, the full crime. Obviously. Yeah, that'll do. She's already a, already like Seven. Yeah, like seven. Well, the seven was the one that sprung to mind, actually. Yeah. yeah. That'll do. Good. But it's Totoro. He's always got his brolly. Which one's Totoro? Is he... Is he more of the... the He's old, Morgan Freeman. Morgan He's Freeman. obviously Morgan Freeman. And just the cheese. Dad, I'd watch the fucking shit out of that. Uh, okay, all right. So we'd have Psyduck as... No, Porco Rosso as Gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, hang on. I know we've got to do this now. Right, Psyduck would be... He made me fuck but Sadie could have just exploded at that point. No, but that's when he explodes. <laughs> yeah. What's the what is it then? What's gonna be the what's gonna be Kevin Spacey? No first. What? No first. Oh, oh that's good. Who? Who? No face out of spirit away. Oh shit. Let's go that. Well played. Thanks. Well played. Thank you. Oh, who's in the box? Who's in the box? Who's Gwyneth Paltrow? How loud of how moving Castle is the only one beautiful enough to be the uh, great to be that sad. Yeah, it would have been a bit dark if it was one of the kids from Totoro, wouldn't it? Yeah, poor little man. I think. No, it ain't. It ain't. What? If we're allowed all Ghibli characters, yeah. it's got to be the little girl from Grave of the Fireflies, isn't it? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Oh God! It hurt my heart that you would even come up with that. I just, just all I'm thinking of now is the I, he made me fuck a guy, but just going side. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what's his name, isn't it? Um, oh, fuck, what's his name? I can't remember people's names today. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, me, is it? Um, <laughs> I did come up with a really good thriller movie. So. Oh, give me two seconds. I can't remember. Oh. The- he plays the dad in The Guest, doesn't he? He does, yeah. What was the fuck's his name? He's also in the Taken movies. Yeah, he is. Oh, the fuck uh, 
Leland Dorsa. Yeah, man. That guy, the, the guy who at some point in his 60s is going to win an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor without question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And off the back of it, we'll end up being a shitload of movies for two years and then disappear again. Aww. Like my, my, Mark Rylance. Oh, Leland Orsa is Psyduck in Pokemon colon 7. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to Pikachu 7. Oh. We could have, yeah, so we could have the well, old Eevee characters and all Pokemon to choose from. Yeah. Shit, why isn't any of us any good at drawing? <laughs> I am. I want to make a comic strip of it. I'm good at drawing. Not really. Stickman don't count. I'm shit at drawing them as well. Yeah. I've got one hand that's really big. Stop <laughs> waving. Yeah. One fucking massive hand. <laughs> looks like they're attacked by a giant spider web. Must be Where did the spider web come in? It's got that many fucking fingers. Oh. Carried away when you're drawing stick, man. I mean. Is it three fingers, five, eight, who fucking knows nowadays? Like five? Nah, not on a stick, man. It's madness. <laughs> right. right. I think I'm going to put a stop to this here. So. We'll be back next week uh, with a review of Blinded by the Light. And we'll see what else we get to as well. Thank you very much all for listening. Patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Two dollars a month gets you additional content when the MacBook doesn't eat it, but also longer episodes. Um at Ian Loring, at DudeFoz, at BexyFoz, at Film Bastards on both Twitter and Instagram. And I think that is us out. Yes. Thank you much for listening, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Sean Khalif from Man. Money's the motivation, money's the conversation. You on vacation, we getting paid, so we on vacation. I did it for the fam. It's whatever we had to do, it's just who I am. Yeah, it's the life I chose. Gunshots in the dark, one eye closed. And we got it cooking like a one-eyed stove. You can catch me kissing my girl with both eyes closed. Perfecting my passion, thanks for asking. Couldn't slow down, so we had to crash it. You use plastic, we bout cash. I see some people ahead that we gon' pass, yeah. I never fear death or dying. I only fear never trying. I am whatever I am. Only God can judge me now. One shot, everything rides on tonight. Even if I've got three strikes, I'ma go for it. This moment. And the same ones that I ride with be the same ones that I die with. Put it all out on the line with. If you're looking for me, you can find wit in a new car or the crown with my new bra. Does a fine chick in the weather squad. I'm down with. Ain't no way around it. What you say? Tell me what you say. Working hard, repping for my dogs. Do this every day. Taking off, looking out for all. Making sure we ball like the mob. All you do is call. Catch you if you fall. Young Khalifa. I never fear death or dying. I only fear never trying. Uh, I am whatever I am. Only God can judge me now. One shot, everything rides on tonight. Even if I've got three strikes, I'ma go for it. This moment, we own it. I ride or die to be played with.
got the spirit I'm feeling like a kill inside. Oh, financial outbreak, I'm free, but I ain't out yet. Ride with the plug, so I'm close to the outlet. At the red light rim, sitting offset. I look better on your girl than uh, outfit. Stuck to the plan. Always said that we would stand up, never ran. We the famine, loyalty never change up. Been down since day one, look at where we came from. Jumping out on anybody who try to say something. One thing about it, got a problem, I got the same one. Money rolls, we fold. Plenty clubs, we close. Follow the same code. Never turn our backs, our cars don't even lose control. Uh, shot, everything rides on tonight. Even if I got three strikes, I'ma go for it. This moment. 